Hi, I'm Georgina Hudson from GeorginaHudson.net. This podcast has been created to support you in your path of self-awareness and wellness and to draw a roadmap together that can help you align mind and heart. Today's topic is becoming our parents' parents and what to do in the face of that. For more information about what I do and about me, you can visit my website on GeorginaHudson.net or my Instagram account, GeorginaHudsonG, my name, my surname and letter G. Hello, hello, hello. What's up, people? How are you today? And today's topic will resonate with many of you, either because you also have older parents or because you know someone who is going through the same thing. It isn't easy for me to talk about this. It hurts me so much because it's so close to my heart. And I have to tell you that as I was writing it, I was this, this script uh, or this draft, I was so moved to tears because it's all dedicated to my experience with my, with my dad. My father became a widower more than a half and a year ago. Uh, my father was always very spoiled by my mother. And when my mother fell apart in front of him, because she really fell down in front of him without having had the slightest health issue in her life. He didn't want to accept it. He, he thought his wife must have been playing a joke on him. So imagine, you know, she was taking a pill from the kitchen to the dining room and then boom, she fell down and that was it. She passed away. So imagine that was followed by a period of great trauma for my father. And my mother, you know, was resilient, she was brave, she was sociable, she was practical. Was gone in a second. And when she was gone, the unconditional caretaker for my father departed as well. My father, the careless one, the innocent in many things, and the one who needs many lessons about emotional and social intelligence is now old and alone. What can we do when one or both of our parents need us as a compass to continue on their path in their later years? And I have to talk, you know, about my own experience. And to me, acceptance is probably the first and the hardest option we have. Our parents are our first reference. They were the ones we ran to when we needed help as kids. And suddenly those gurus have no idea of how to deal with their own lives. And personally, when I was growing up, my father was a source of pragmatism and conflict resolution. My mother was always the one who hugged us and kissed us and she calmed us down. But my dad, you know, my dad was the source of, you know, um, relaxation. If I had something that overwhelmed me, I'd talk about it with dad, not with, with mom, because he always saw beyond my problems. And as I told you, he always managed to relieve me. My father, the one who led so many teams at work, the one who raised two children, the one who, together with my mother, because they were very close, 
made a good living based on a lot of effort because nothing was given to him and he inherited nothing at all. He was a self-made man together with my mom. My father is lost today. And it's very hard for me to be saying all, all this on the podcast, but I want to help you because I know I'm not the only one. We are trying to help him find some well-being and some wellness in his situation. But the truth is he no longer finds much meaning in his life. Not that he wants to take it. No. On the contrary, he clings to it. But he feels alone. He feels demoralized. And now he's the one who is overwhelmed. Now he's the one who needs relief. And while I'm talking about this, I remember the day... He came home to spend the holidays together uh, last December. His green eyes were so wet. His naked fragility was so visible to me. It was unbearable for me. And, and I realized far was a strong father I had known. And that is such a strong image for any child, really, whatever your age. At that moment, I became so aware of the drastic passage of time in him. His body's tired now his steps are very slow my children in fact say that he's like a tortoise <laughs> but <laughs> he's he's always been a little slow to walk but now he's like very very slow and he has lost some of his hearing and some of his memory for practical matters you know like you know his glasses his wallet um his id his mobile you know, he forgets everything he 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 never takes things with him And this situation has forced me also to go through a very important transition in my life because I've moved from being a daughter with a father who, despite certain typical features of old age, was capable to becoming the adult in our relationship. And it's not easy. It's a transition that hurts, scares, and tires us. And I want to tell you that if you are going through the same thing as me, you might... Uh, want to help in everything possible and one day you start feeling exhausted and you start feeling that you are overstretching in fact you know I remember one day after my father became a widower um, in the early stages uh, that I looked at my husband and I was desperate and I, I said suddenly what can I do My dad feels lonely. Most of his true friends are my mother's friends and my mother's friends' husbands. And my own husband, my, my rock, wisely replied to me, let go, Georgie. If he didn't work on that aspect of his life, he has two alternatives. Either he learns or he continues like this, but don't put so much pressure on your shoulders because that doesn't depend on you. And I suddenly understood that I was saying goodbye to the father figure I had. And I was acknowledging that my elderly father is in need of help, support, affection, and guidance. And in that passage, I had to make the decision to give my best without leaving my health behind. And this is so important. So what can we do? when our older parents become our children. So the first thing I told you is self, uh, 
compassion and acceptance. And and remember that self-compassion is not self-pity. It's treating oneself with the same love that the wisest person would, especially when we are at the crossroads or when our wounds are wide open like mine. And I remember telling myself when I started, you know, taking care of my with our father, um, I see you, Georgie, you are suffering. It's not easy. Calm down. You're doing your best. And it really soothed me, you know, something as simple as that. But we tend to be so harsh on ourselves. And, and then, please place healthy boundaries because there is a thin line between helping our dependent parents and exhausting ourselves trying. In the early stages of my father's loneliness, I wanted to replace my mother until he adjusted to his new life. And this was terrible because this perpetuated his codependence. Uh, you know, he used to be codependent with my mom and then suddenly he started to be codependent uh, with me and that filled me with overwhelm and anger. And, and one day, you know, no wonder I burst and I set a clear boundary and to my surprise, because I felt he was going to be a disaster. I felt he was helpless. He found the space to learn many things like doing the laundry, going to the supermarket, you know, um, he never cooked for himself, but uh, ordering food, uh, cleaning the house. He's got help, but um, he needs to maintain that. So it was quite a journey for him and for me. Also, take care of your deepest self. And what I'm going to say now is very hard for me, but since my mother died, I felt like an orphan because my mom left. And my father is no longer the father I used to have. That hurts a lot. Something inside me realized that those figures that I unconsciously believed to be the chiefs of my tribe were suddenly gone. So my challenge has been to reparent myself. If you need more information about this process, I recommend the article I wrote on the subject about uh, reparenting or becoming parents of oneself, which is available on my web. Um, oof, sorry, that was hard to admit. Um, evaluate what your elderly father or mother needs. Try to do it most objectively. What do they need? Assistance in mental health, assistance in physical health, assistance to be safe, domestic assistance, therapeutic support. And also remember to contact the people who support him and surround him or her the most and offer these people your support. And last but not least, include him or her in the decisions if they are still capable and if they are still, you know, powerful to do so. Because in the end, it's their lives, not ours. And since nothing is a coincidence, let me share with you an anonymous post that I found on social media a few days ago when I was planning to come clean about what I'm going through and what I have been going through since my mom died. Not only my grieving, but also my dad. And this post really warmed my soul. Um, it's called How to Love an Older Adult. 
And it's like many bullet points. So number one, let them speak because there is in their past a treasure full of truth, beauty and good. Number two, let them go visit their old friends because among them he or she feels alive and that they never grew old. Three, let them tell their repeated stories because they feel happy when you listen to them. Four, let them live among the things he or she has loved because each one represents a life story, a moment from their past, an indelible memory. Five, let them scream when they made a mistake because the elderly, like children, have the same right to be understood. Six, let them travel in the family car when you go on vacation because you don't know how long he or she will be able to share with you. Seven, let them grow old with the same patient love you let your children grow because it is part of nature. Eight, let them pray the way they know because the older adult discovers the presence of God on the path that remains to be tread. And number nine, let them listen to the music, the words and the stories that they want because if there is something they want to take away with them is the melody of what they have loved. Amen. I love this post. If you know who wrote this, please let me know. I hope this post has helped you. If you know anyone who needs help with this topic, invite them to subscribe to the blog and to the podcast. It's the same. Once you subscribe to the blog, you receive the podcasts every week. And let me tell you that if you contribute your grain of sand to the collective well-being, this world will be much better thanks to you. And I want to tell you that we appreciate your recommendation. This makes us more visible and inspires us to continue doing this week after week. And we are on a mission to serve. We are on a mission to contribute. And the more we are, the better we are positioned and, and the more people can listen to us. Till next week, and let me send you a very big hug.